and gentlemen, it's time for the shooting! That's right, the biggest annual wrestling award show in all of uh, online wrestling podcasts. And uh, this one, of course, hosted by the Shoot Brothers, myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron. Academy Award winner Osborne. The the tux is clean. The red carpet is being walked. I see Brad Pitt over there. Uh, I see Brad Pitt over there. Leonardo DiCaprio is over. Kate Blanchett just walked in the yeah. room because this is truly the glitz and glamour of Hollywood <laughs> out today. The stars of professional wrestling <laughs> and real life out here in the flesh for another edition of the shooties the third uh the third annual shooty awards uh Ooh. the most original wrestling award show podcast the observer hasn't even put out their shit yet no i mean they're they're waiting till we do ours like they, they kind of steal wait, some of our they usually wait for <laughs> us before uh before they give their announcements because a lot of the things that we have to say are very important <laughs> that's right i mean uh of course we've got some of the gold standard categories the best wrestlers best matches but we got some new ones this year as well so we're just going to be jumping around all over the place we got a whole trophy case to hand out here and the most uh, important part is we have a lot of fun doing it it makes it feel like you know watching wrestling year round is fun in and of itself but we do need something to to celebrate those achievements. Yeah, exactly. Because the wrestling world never ends. It never stops. So it's nice to take a moment to kind of stop and just reflect on. Stop and reflect on the year that was. You know, uh, this was a big year for everybody because we fought, we got out of the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> After a 2021, almost exclusively in the Thunderdome over there in WWE. Of course, AEW eventually left Daly's place. They were able to take their show on the road a little bit sooner than uh, WWE was, and I think that certainly helped. You know what they were doing? Impact added fans this year also. They did the, they were doing the no fans, no LED boards, none of that, and then they slowly started bringing people back to more of like a Capital Wrestling Center vibe. NXT yeah. 2.0 started this year. Like a lot of things happened. It's true, and uh, I mean, the fans, they're such a big part, uh, so why not kick off with an award that we couldn't even have last year, uh, because there was no fans. I'm talking about the pop of the year. The pop of like the that? year, fans. Now, um, <laughs> to, to, in, in layman's term, a pop is the, uh, I would describe it as the initial reaction to something happening, and it's often associated with a sound cue. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you picture the glass smashing in the middle of the rock <laughs> mankind, you, you you picture it, and you know when that glass smashes, something oh, yeah. big is coming. Yeah, yeah, that's really what it is. It's like a, a three second moment, the big loud reaction. Um, I mean, obviously, this is one of the hardest uh, categories to even quantify. Now, also, before we start, a lot of this is a thousand percent subjective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every award is. but this Every one's award even... is, but this one in particular, because a pop could, I think, mean many things to many people. Yeah, I mean, it could be a reaction to a move, an entrance, like you said. Um, anything, really. Something unexpected, something accidental. You know, something total, a total fluke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, some you can have a bad pop, like a ooh, <laughs> someone gets hurt. <laughs> <Ooh>. But <laughs> yeah, boo, <laughs> a boo pop. <laughs> now that would be big. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, you shall we just? Yeah, you introduced the award, so uh, please take it away. Yeah, I mean, like you said, that that little brief second that you have, like the glass smashing, to kind of let you know without letting you know. Oh shit! Here he comes. Um, and it was kind of, you know, an open secret right before it happened. But that added the extra suspense for everyone to tune in to the huge pop when CM Punk comes out for the first time on Rampage in Chicago. His first appearance in a wrestling ring in over seven years. And, uh, yeah, the crowd just loved him. Cuts that great promo. And it was an all-timer, an all-timer on the pop scale. <clears throat> an all-time moment. You know, one of the few videos that I have saved on my Instagram you know, like saved posts uh, file is that we'll never forget that day, August twentieth. Why will I never forget <laughs> that day? Well, it's Jess's birthday for one. Well, there you go. <laughs> and when I asked, you know, we had we had gone out for dinner. We were sitting on the balcony having a couple of drinks, and I asked, "May I please open watch <laughs> some wrestling?" And she says, "Yeah, sure." She. Yeah, sure, great. What are we watching? I'm like, okay, so there's this guy. He's supposed to be coming back, and if he doesn't, we're all going to riot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think I, I think the tears that were streaming down my face were a combination of CM Punk and her birthday. I do have to include that. Very emotional day. But so she did she understand the gravity of the, the moment? The gravitas, I had to explain it. I had to explain yeah. what was exactly happening, but Mike. But she, for, did she understand? Like, okay, they're all cheering because he's important. It's like, yes, yeah, I you know eventually. <laughs> but Mike, for you, that was a moment too where you had been waiting years for this return. And Mike, was this one that struck you personally? Uh yeah. I mean, it was uh, yeah, a huge moment. I think Daniel Bryan coming out of retirement is still bigger for me, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, no, this was still a huge, huge moment that many people thought would never happen. I mean, there's that famous fan that we all saw crying in the, in the yeah, front row. Yeah, who or was everyone? He was all of us. Yeah, Punk's like, hey, man, anyone that makes fun of him can make fun of me because, uh, or something like that. I think, yeah. yeah, I do remember he, like, flew him out to a rampage or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, Nothing set him up in a hotel, it. like, you're, you're the man. Exactly. And you're even if, man. even if we all saw it coming... Or it was kind of known within the community that there was a strong, strong, strong chance it was going to happen. Even just it happening, period, was a surreal moment. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah, he's still going on the run. We're not done with him yet. So. We're not done. So CM Punk making not only his return to professional wrestling, but uh, winning his first shooty award. That's right. So good boy. Attaboy, punk. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> punky. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, to Adam Cole. Sorry, not Adam Cole. Oh, wow. CM Punk. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking all over the uh, the shoes. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to like we look might. back and forth as I'm looking like, hey, who's won before? I wanted to make sure CM Punk hasn't won already uh, something. The, yeah. The judges will tell that one. Okay. Um. Okay, great. I'm giving out the Shooty Award. Uh, also, Pop of the Year, like we said. Um, it's something that you can... Uh, it was something you're expecting. Something you're not expecting. Well, uh, One of the biggest pops for me was uh, the Hardy Boys coming back at Mania 33. Oh, yeah. 
and they te- oh, the bit the new day teased it perfectly who's going to join the match they st- they took a few steps down the ramp before those echo before the echoist thunder of the floor tom <laughs> kicks and in i mean and the fact that the hardy boys fought the night before on ring of honor like no one thought they were going to do double duty that weekend no one thought they were doing double <laughs> duty this week and um when it comes to a lot of these pops, you're right, Mike. I'm looking no further than All Elite Wrestling. They provided us with some huge moments this year. And like Mike, like I said earlier, uh, very focused on the auditory experience. You hear that glass smash. You hear uh, that, to- that the, the floor tom start being beaten, and you know what's coming. But sometimes <laughs> it's not an auditory experience at all. No, sometimes it is that of a visual experience. Because if we can bring ourselves back to the day of September 5th, 2021, Kenny Omega successfully defends his um, AEW championship against Christian Cage, I believe, and he lets us know that eh, anyone ever who can come and defeat him are either already tired, they're already left, or they're already (laughs) dead. And that's when... We heard something we've never heard before. It's all about the boom and on the Titan Tron, Adam Cole, Bay, Bay. Bam! Yeah. Shooty winner, <laughs> pop of the year, Adam Cole's debut at All Out 2021 was this moment for me where the speculation, the it, could it happen, who knows what's happening behind the scenes, nobody saw this one coming. Maybe no, they it was the double swerve. It we was a double Brian. swerve. We're all thinking Daniel Bra- Brian Danielson. Of course, Brian Danielson shows up ten minutes, five minutes later. <laughs> five minutes yeah, later, that was just the cherry on top of the pop. That was the cherry on top, and that's why Adam Cole separates for me, um, because the pop when we heard the flight of the Valkyries for Brian Danielson, it was kind of something we th- and even CM Punk had said you're gonna have to wait a couple more weeks on that one. Uh, but Adam Cole showing up so soon after him and Kyle O'Reilly were at it on NXT. It was maybe two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Maybe right when he's still relevant. He comes out wearing that shirt, all elite, baby. Uh, what a big moment for all of those fans who would have been there. Every single one of them's going nuts. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole all the crowd hits a big Adam Cole, baby, while Adam Cole staring down <laughs> the rest of the elite. So, Adam Cole. Yeah. And CM Great Punk. Great moment. One of the yeah, one of the best endings to a pay per view. That that all out. It's got to be yeah, and in a like non wrestling. <laughs> not only was the match between Omega and Christian Cage great, but then like you know the whole that and then the promo at the end, the two premieres, the beat down, we got it all. Yeah, the double surprise. The double surprise. <laughs> so all right. Um, congratulations, our- CM Punk, and Adam Cole. Adam Cole has won uh, a few shooties in his past. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's won. He's yeah, well. yeah, he's done. yeah. He's won. Uh, he's won a few. So let's move on to our uh, next category. Then uh, shall we? Um, in, in the in the spirit of uh, new things, um, new or premieres, <clears throat> things like that. We're moving to new networks. Uh, let's kick off. Let's get another um, award out there. We're going to present to you the shootie for rookie of the year. Good crop of rookies this year. Yeah, Great crop standouts. of rookies this year. The way that with Rampage's introduction, with the expansion of Dark, 
and dark elevation kind of filming from their little studios. We're seeing more faces this year than we ever have before. And they're doing shit that we didn't know these little people could do. <laughs> I didn't know Dante Martin could fucking jump out of the rafters, but he fig- he, he does it every single week. Yeah, and uh, I mean the term rookie is kind of loose. There's no yeah, real it, hard it is definition. a it is a little vague, right? It is kind of yeah. how we, you and I, both kind of interpret these superstars. You know, in previous years, the likes of uh, Keith Lee, Eddie Kingston, they've won rookie. Although they're not rookies, they're kind of rookies to us. Yeah. Uh, this year, though, I wanted to go a little bit more traditional with it because I think out of the biggest crop of rookies possibly that we've seen in a long long time is the creation of or the expansion of NXT 2.0 where already two-ish months into this product and we are seeing brand new faces on our screen every week yeah we're seeing um some people have kind of stayed even if they're kind of getting squashed some people are hanging around you know the over or not over with the crowd and some people are already tearing kicking down barriers <laughs> wherever they can um and i think due to how much i've been won over the shooty for rookie of the year has to go to braun breaker um <laughs> or, 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 or. this guy <laughs> came f- not yeah not only did he totally get over with me every single week he's been improving since he's been on television he's getting better he was pulling out some things he was he had a, he pulled out a standing moonsault Last yeah. week, I'm thinking to myself, this is a, he's a former defensive lineman in college football, and he's just doing stand and moonsaults like it's nothing, taking on one of the best NXT champions that we've ever seen in Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, a good series of matches. A good you know, series of matches. Yeah, of course, you know, uh, I mean, of course, I guess technically that last match did, did not occur under shooty uh, time frame. I do want to get that out there because, of course, the New Year's yeah, Evil match but. did occur a few days after. But the War Games win and the improvement all throughout has uh, has been well documented in 2021. Uh, Braun Breaker, you're a shooty winner. Yeah, you know, uh, I pretty much said it all, so I'm gonna make a unanimous Braun Breaker. Wow. You, uh, yeah, you've you've done it all. 14 matches, I think, or whatever it is, and. Now you're NXT champion of the world. Yeah, it doesn't feel out of place. You've earned it. And also, uh, our first unanimous champion of the year. Now, folks, we may have... There will probably be a few of these unanimous champions as we go. I think last year we had uh, five. Um, And um, the year prior, we had four. So, you know, you are going to see this a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Some categories are just too hard to deny. And again, uh, it's all about how it affects you personally. (laughs) Yeah. That's the biggest part. The biggest part. Well, let's jump to the next one then because uh, we got the best turn, which could be turning face or heel. Um, You know, some wrestlers like to jump ship every other week, like the big shows of the world. And some guys kind of can go their whole career like John Cena (laughs) without ever turning back. But uh, yeah. So best turn, uh, you know, sometimes a heel just gets over and you want to cheer for the guy. So uh, it's nice when they finally turn babyface. And that's what happened this year with Cameron Grimes. I'm going to give it to him. You know, he got rich and then he had this whole L.A. Night Million Dollar Champ saga. And 
the fans were already getting behind him, but now everyone loves him. They were chanting to the moon and everything like that. Uh, yeah, Cameron Grimes, he's going to be champ someday. Hopefully, yeah. Hope. I mean, we haven't seen. I don't think we've seen him on NXT in the last two weeks. So hopefully, that's not a you know sign of things to come. But yeah, you're right. As soon as he was in that feud with LA Knight, you look at LA Knight, and he's just the biggest fucking heel there. You just have to look at him. He's. It's not even that difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, <coughs> he is the guy that's there. Well, congratulations to Cameron Grimes, uh, a, a, a former shooty. Uh, shooty he's winner, won. So. Yeah, he's won a couple. Yeah. Um. Okay. Turn of the year, babyface to heel, heel to babyface. Mike, sometimes, sometimes a turn, uh, it's 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 uh, very much so dependent on the work that you need to do, getting yourself over. But sometimes, you know, the groundwork is sort of laid out for you. Hey, all I need to be is just a better person than that guy. <laughs> hey, we're going up in a fight. You're an asshole already. I this 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 gig is easy. I just need if I can just make the people laugh or make a couple jokes, people are gonna love me. And I think no, <laughs> I I think in this year in particular, nothing got me more than over on SmackDown. He came back after SummerSlam, right after he debuted himself. The turn of the year, babyface Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you, I, uh, Brock Lesnar, for me personally, went from he, uh, I, and I say it, he was holding that Universal Title hostage for like five hundred yeah. days, <laughs> and yeah, you know, we uh, saw him like four times. The fans, you know, turned on him just because, hey, like fucking wrestle, my guy. Like these guys are on Raw every week. Why can't you? And something, something flipped in Brock Lesnar. Where he comes out now with his jeans, his big ass belt buckle, <laughs> his, his overall, his flannel, his flannel <laughs> shirt with the sleeves cut off. He is so over. Uh, his his turn has been incredible, and it's just been a lot of fun to see. Uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah. I think possibly your very first shooty. Maybe, maybe, and uh, yeah, you can tell when he's having fun with stuff like stuff he's doing with Sammy. He's like Sammy, Sammy, come here, my boy, and he's just like talking to him. Yeah, the one with yeah. Sammy. Sammy Zane. What's what's Zane? Zane. Sammy Zane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a funny guy when he wants to be. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. There's your best turns. We've got both on the babyface side. This both babyface turns. Yeah, maybe not many. Uh, you know, maybe not many yeah. heel turns this year. Maybe I have to do a little more reviewing. Yeah. No, I think the biggest one was Becky Lynch, but that's uh, debatable on. It's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> Big time Bex. Yeah. We still don't really know what the hell is going on. I mean, are you a heel just because there's a bigger baby face than you in the match? You know, somebody kind of has to take that gig right off the bat. Yeah. Hard to know. say. Hard to say. Let's move on uh, to our next shooty category here. Let's move on to one which is uh, a, a, one of the more subjective. I mean, I guess they're all subjectives, but certainly one of the more subjective <laughs> ones here. Uh, we're going to bring you the shooty for work of the year. The work of the year. Famously, initially <clears throat> uh, won by Lacey Evans. Yeah. Uh, when she got pulled over in Calgary, and it was a great video of, I still think the cop was playing along. I think he, <laughs> maybe there was some kind of pre-conversation, like, hey, I get it that I'm pulled over, I will pay yeah. whatever fine, could I film this and make this a little bit fun? I, I still think, because yeah, who, who the hell knows? Either way, that was gold. 
Yeah. <laughs> but to be worked, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes things convince you of one kind of way, and then it's not. It ends up being not. Or sometimes they tell you it is going to be a certain way. Sometimes you're shot. You're shot into a work. You're worked into a shoot, brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I have to give my shooty winner for work of the year. Going to both Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in that incredibly awkward but legendary title <laughs> exchange. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Neither woman wanting to look small, but, you know, I, I guess a simple handing off of the belts and the handshake would not suffice. So Becky ends up throwing her title at Charlotte who just lays the other one, respective one on the ground. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. And I think that's part of the, that's part of the big one for me. I don't want, <laughs> I want every single, you know, dirt sheet report to be opposite. I want Melter I to mean, say one thing. I want Ryan Satin to say the opposite. And I want fucking Alvarez to say the opposite of that. <laughs> if it was a work, they certainly did a good job. They certainly yeah, did a the, uh, damn good job, I gotta say. Both Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, you will be co-shooty <laughs> holders. Yeah, I mean, some of these awards, they, uh, they work like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is the work of the year. Um, so yeah, yours, uh, yours is kind of left open for some interpretation there, which is also good, you know, when you blur that line where you're like, is it real? Is it not? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but mine, I think is all, well, here's the thing. SummerSlam going into SummerSlam. We were supposed to get Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair part two, a much anticipated match that, uh, everyone in the arena thought they were getting right until the bell rang. And they announced that Sasha Banks will not be competing, and instead her replacement, Carmella. So she comes out, everyone in the world is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Summer, this is terrible, you've ruined my SummerSlam. Uh, they're ready to start the match. But then something else happens, and Becky Lynch comes out to save the day. Uh, we all know what happened after that, but that moment, that it was the double swerve once again an effective double swerve everyone thought Carmella was the replacement because that's totally something WWE would do and then you got the super surprise of Becky Lynch making her big return I got worked I thought they were just going to give us Carmella <laughs> I mean no one thought but Becky wasn't supposed to return that no, weekend no we so, all did yeah. You're, you are you are right you are right <laughs> yeah. it was almost looking back I mean, we whether... should have seen it coming <laughs> as soon as Carmella stepped out there whether you agree with uh, the finish of the match or not, uh, yeah, I still got worked. That big pop. Okay, so I gotta say, who who wins the shooting? Is it Becky Lynch or Carmella, or do they do they share? <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Vince McMahon wins it just for booking it. Okay, so it's but it, okay, but it's still that moment. Yeah, yeah, I guess, that, uh, that is the moment. The Carmella to Becky is the moment. Yeah, Carmella to Becky, so it's got to go to one of them, or maybe both. It, it, it can totally go to both. Yeah, but it's the moment that that that's important. Yeah, well then, Carmella to Becky. Wow, you need both of them to make it work. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, the work of the year. That's, that's how you got worked, baby. That's how you yeah. got worked. And uh, Becky, I mean, kind of sweeping this in between two. She pulled. She pulled an Io Shirai from last year, winning two of the same award twice for two completely different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Io Shirai's go. fucking garbage can shit last year. We all it all we all saw it coming. That's great, fantastic. Congratulations, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Carmella. 
um, all etching out your names in uh, sh- in the shooties. There you go. All right. Let's go to the uh, best champion hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, not necessarily, I mean, any title, it's all really about uh, the reign you had, how, we, how you carried yourself, the quality of matches. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes certain guys can kind of elevate a title and some guys can have lackluster reigns. So, anyways, for me, the best champion, uh, this man, nothing but class, had some awesome matches, great reign. I'm giving it to Kenny Omega, AEW world champion, the best champion there was. For me this year possibly one of the best champions ever you could probably argue also like one historic <laughs> yeah, year you for, could. for kenny omega yeah excellent year congratulations good canadian kid love seeing a canadian kid uh walk away with that award and mike like you said the best champion uh, how do they elevate how do they make what they have uh more valuable look no further than bailey's championship reign throughout 2020 through the whole covitude era yeah. You can just look at her and be like, wow, she made this the thing that every single person wants. She did it again. Damn good job. Uh so Mike, for my uh for my best champion of the year, I think that you cannot argue with this man's performance throughout the year, throughout the company, throughout his company throughout other companies, throughout other countries, for our very, uh, I guess our second unanimous shooty going straight to Kenny Omega. The things that Kenny Omega did, elevating that Impact Championship, I guess kind of unifying the Impact and Ring of Honor, or or however that, he did shit, you know, not Ring of Honor, (laughs) sorry, Impact and uh, TNA. Yeah. And now he's made that a show that fans want to watch. They've ad- they added their crowds to their, you know, these little house shows. They did a pay-per-view last night where apparently a lot of Ring of Honor stars are showing up. Right? Opened that forbidden door that we thought couldn't happen again and carried three championships for a few months there. For like three or four yeah. months. He had, to yeah. v- he had to vacate the AAA championship due to his... Uh, Due to a shoulder injury, lost the Impact title on uh, that very first episode of Rampage, I think. The one uh, against Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Had a match of the year candidate. Like, everything around this guy in belts was just fucking big time. Yeah, the essence of a champion. Truly. And a good Canadian kid. Yeah. Kenny Omega, your undisputed champion of the year. Undisputed. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll throw out an honorable mention. Roman Please. Reigns did a. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, anybody who holds it, who holds a belt for a full calendar year, is yeah. doing something right. And of course, Britt Baker. She's uh, she's been having a good run. Mm-hmm. And even Miro, his TNT title reign. That was probably one. Of, yeah, like that. It's good. Well, it's not. It's great to have multiple. Uh, you know, uh, people to consider, right? A lot of these things shouldn't just be uh, easy to think about, you know? Yeah. No, there's definitely definitely some tough decision-making going on in some yeah, ways. Def- you know, you, yeah, you want things to be strong. You don't want things to be weak. But while we're on the subject, let's give away our next shooty, which is truly the, 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 uh, the weak shooty. We like, to, we like to only give awards that are positive. 
However, if you have a most over, by default, you would also have to have a least over. So I'm going to present to you the Shooty Award for least over. <clears throat> this is the the booby prize. Yeah, kind of the one, the, the or the King Corbin special. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To not be over, so there's a difference between, uh, how do I say this? There's a difference between not being over and people just don't, no, like no reaction. There is kind of a difference because not being over, you might could say actually uh, you would start to uh, get into the booze, different kinds of booze. The Roman Reigns, you suck boo versus the I flat out don't want to see you anymore boo. Uh, all different there. I mean, you know, you could say booze, silence, when you're giving them and people are giving nothing back. These are all signs of not being over at all. And mm -hmm. due to a few matches we saw this year, a feud, a placement of a match on a very hot pay-per-view, sometimes these things aren't going to pan out. Least over this year goes to QT Marshall. Uh, <laughs> he's the leader of one whatever the faction is called, couldn't care less. One of these things where he went into this big feud with Cody, but I don't think he himself was big enough to get the type of heat to play against Cody. So it was almost like a no-brainer, of course Cody's going to win kind of thing. Let's just let's just get this over with, I found myself asking throughout any kind of QT Marshall on television. It's like, let's just get this over with. Just like I ask myself with King Corbin a lot of the time. So QT Marshall, yeah. I'm sorry, bud, but you are the least over. <laughs> no, absolutely deserved for him <laughs> on this award. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the names that I'm going to mention might shock you, but, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes, like you said, a bad reaction, I mean, can be for all the wrong reasons, can be worse than anything. I don't know. Like, anyways, when something is anticipated, you're hyped up for it. You want it to be good. Uh, I'm just going to give it to you. The least over thing for me was the exploding barbed wire death match. Between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, uh, I had high expectations. I think a lot of people did, and even if they didn't meet them, they went so far below them that dud of an explosion, every little effect, I thought was pretty bad. And uh, they haven't even really mentioned it since the week after when they did the promo. And I don't think you'll ever see highlights from that match. You'll never even, they may never book one again. But yeah. That was a big dud for me. You really got to wonder where where something, where, what went, what, and where did it go wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Because like you but, said, you uh, can see the footage online of, you know, these matches happening in Japan. And it's, you're like, this is a no-brainer. If this is what it's going to look like, then holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that was your main event match for your pay-per-view. You only get four pay-per-views a year. And yeah, the disappointment. As soon as that final thing went off, the fans just booed which i mean they that's a very rare thing for the fans to just completely shit on something in AEW. i mean i, I well in aw like you said i mean the last time i think we heard like a kind of like a visceral boo crowd reaction like that was the uh was the uh seth rollins fiend hell in a cell yeah when that yeah, match was that, just that sort is... of abruptly stopped and everyone's like what the fuck boo <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very similar kind of feeling but uh yeah, I mean, that's what it was for me. That match, I had very high hopes. And <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us did. 
I mean, if nothing else, I got to say the best thing we got from the Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch was having Kenny Omega say, uh, Don, 69 me, Don, 69 me. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, was the, the best, that was the best thing fun. we got out of the whole thing, <laughs> which, you know, it shouldn't... The best thing we get out of a match shouldn't be the promo after it. <laughs> yeah. And I got to give uh, honorable mention because it was so bad as well. The uh, zombie lumberjacks from mm. The Miz versus Damian Priest. Yep. That was not over Those at all. Of course, you can watch <laughs> Army of the Dead or on yeah, whatever, <laughs> it whatever it's called. Whatever the cross promotion was. Um, yeah. Bizarre. You were right. All right. Let's move on then to the uh, commentary of the year. You know, it's a very important piece of wrestling. I mean, you could you could watch wrestling without it. I mean, when you're there live, you don't get to hear it. But, uh, you know, just can add that extra level, that extra drama to a match. Uh, or especially when a guy like Excalibur, he just knows so much. He can just teach you things and you learn the history and... Uh, just so much about everything uh but yeah you know sometimes it's just the passion when someone you know some guys like michael cole they've been there so long that you know some episodes they're kind of phoning it in but this guy hasn't been there long enough to do that so i'm giving it to pat mcafee this guy i feel like he's genuinely excited for every match he's calling he knows his stuff too he knows the moves he makes references to outside companies that other people probably can't get away with but yeah pat mcafee and i think part of <clears throat> part of the draw there too mike has to be just the freshness of it it's not only a new sounding voice but it's a whole new set of opinions it's a whole new set of little turns of phrase it's a whole new set of enthusiasm yeah. he knows the slangs that the young kids are using and then you get to watch him standing <laughs> up on the table when Rick Boogs is playing. You know, he's bringing so he's bringing so much to the production that's not just talking. Yeah, and I, I, no one told him to jump on the table like that. That's just hey, that's just what does. he chose to do. He likes <laughs> yeah. to stand up in his podcast, so he was like, "I'm going to stand up and do this." Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, congratulations to Pat McAfee. Um, you know, you've won a few shooties in your career, also. Yeah. Um, celebrity, I think. Last <coughs> year, he was a he was a unanimous uh, celebrity appearance. Yeah, unanimous. Unanimous. Um, uh, for for my choice for shooty of the year, best on commentary. I am going a little more traditional with everything. Um, because yeah, Mike, you know, you had just said it. You know, it's new voices. Some guys like Michael Cole been there for so long they phone it in. Uh, some guys like JR have been there for even longer, and sometimes it all sounds fresh to them, and they're just trying to not say Daniel Bryan. <laughs> they're trying their hardest that they can. Uh, so I gotta go to my rock. I gotta go to the who I may even call the most knowledgeable man in the business. I gotta give it right back to Excalibur, two-time consecutive shooty winner. Uh, <clears throat> I learn a new wrestling maneuver every single week <laughs> and yeah. I learn a new little fact about some promotion I've never heard of. Uh, he, it's like Jr. with what school they went to. It's always going to be something new. <laughs> it's always going to be something interesting. Yeah, no, he is, uh, the encyclopedia of the commentary table yeah he's turning into it he's turning into it <laughs> uh congratulations congratulations uh next shooty of the year 
you know, we've already covered something like Rookie of the Year, and this is going to be one of those more kind of subjective categories also. This year, we're looking at the shooties for Best Breakout Star of the Year. Now, what is defi- what defines a breakout? Kind of hard to tell. I think for me, it's what was there a particular moment, a set of moments where somebody did something, and now in your eyes, I'm like, yes, they are the real fucking deal. And in this case, I have to go no further than the man who put an end to an historic championship reign. He is your current NXT UK champion, Ilya Dragunov, who... He put on the five and a bit star. He's put on a couple five plus stars um, with working with Walter there. The little guy, the David and Goliath. I think, you know, the match that would have happened two years ago was the, oh, okay, this is a guy. And then his kind of series of matches after that was the, oh, this is the fucking guy. Yeah. No, we, we don't get to see him often, but every time uh, we do, he's usually pretty impressive. <clears throat> and, so. him and him and Walter told a great story uh, throughout that final match they had. Yeah, the true David and Goliath, his chest looking like little pieces of ground beef. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's walking away with a shooty, breakout star of the year. Very well deserved. Yes. Uh, all right, I'm going to jump to the other company, the All Elite company there. Uh, this was a guy that we'd seen last year. We'd seen him around. He'd been doing some tag team stuff. But it was this year that we really got the spotlight just to see how good this guy is and how good he's going to be because I'm talking about Dante Martin. Uh, sky's the limit for him. Uh, yeah, he's just been having a great year. If we don't, uh, He did that little tease with Team Taz, but that seemed to just be temporary and yeah, who knows? Singles, tag, he can do it all. Yeah, All Elite. You know what All Elite needs right now? <clears throat> and I think now that the Cruiserweight is off of NXT, they need like a junior heavyweight type of thing. They yeah, need a Cruiserweight type of title. This company is f- chocked full of these types of guys. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. I you mean, know, yeah. Get rid of that stupid FTW title and get a cruiserweight. Yeah, New Japan calls it the junior heavyweight. I think, yeah, Cruiserweight would be another kind of thing to phrase it as. Yeah, so uh, those are our breakout stars of the year. Yeah, congratulations, both of them. Congrats. All right, let's jump over to uh, the promo of the year. You know, I mean, that's half of what wrestling is. You got the in-ring action, and then you got the uh, the microphone. Uh, Cutting promos, interviews, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's how you set up the matches, book the feuds, right? And it's it's one of the most important parts of the build. That's right. I mean, when you show those highlight packages, you can cut back and pick and choose these lines, these scathing lines. Uh, but, you know, these days, the wrestling fan is so, uh, so well-informed. We know so much about these guys, their personal lives, um, their histories. So it's always fun. When they drop these references for us to kind of go, ooh, and react to. And uh, I don't think any promo had more of that than this year than uh, the MJF versus CM Punk, their first battle on Dynamite. We had all those fun little things. I can't even name them all here, but uh, just great work. Two of the best talkers already, and uh, you put them against one another. You got some, some magical stuff. MJF and CM Punk. <clears throat> we were waiting for, I think, this this promo ever since CM Punk's arrival. We were like, okay, 
it's it's coming. Just you know, let's <laughs> we can wait for it, but we know it's gonna happen the other day. We know it's gonna happen. You're a you're a less talented Miz. <laughs> um, you know, blah blah blah. Okay, MJF doing his thing. Two of the best talkers in the industry. Yeah, you could say, Mike. Well, um, I uh, I'm st- I'm staying on the same I'm staying on the same show or same company at least because on a particular November fifth edition of uh, All Elite Wrestling Rampage, I got to see what I had been waiting for this whole time when CM Punk and Eddie Kingston got themselves into a verbal war of words. Of course, Eddie Kingston, for me, he was a shooty winner for promo of the year for me last year. I can listen <laughs> to this guy talk about anything. And whether he's talking about, whether if, it doesn't matter if he's shitting on you or he's pumping up himself from what he came from and what he sacrificed, he can do everything. But not only that, not only was the full commercial or like, you no know, full like not like between commercial break time for this promo it also unfolded to eddie kingston running after cm punk in like a warehouse parking lot (laughs) while being held back and there was a people are getting pushed up against cars like the whole the whole episode for me was this punk kingston fucking master class of how to not wrestle and be a professional wrestler <laughs> without actually wrestling. Uh, yeah. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, you guys, you guys got it. You guys got promo of the year. Yeah, no, that was great stuff. I mean, you and I both had us believing that Eddie could win the match, but <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, God, God, yeah, who knows? Great stuff. Uh, I'll throw another honorable mention just to John Cena and Roman Reigns. They had a yes. good little promo there in the summer. Another one of those name droppers, you know, Nikki Bella this. Yeah, and, uh, and well, you're and, not the rock that. And <laughs> Roman's, yeah, Roman's promo skills have fucking skyrocketed in this whole, this whole reign yeah. of his. Yeah, this tribal chief era. The whole tribal chief era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's. There get, you go. Let's go. Yeah, let, let's get to one of the. Uh, let's get to one of the. Uh, you know, I guess they're all big, big awards. Mm-hmm. Let's get to a big award here. Um, we are going to present to you. The professional wrestling match of the year. Ooh. You always got to pepper in some of the big ones, you know, like they'll give you oh, yeah. like they'll give you best supporting actor early on in the show to keep you. Yeah. Keep you, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, you know, there. Yeah. No. Hey, we got to throw throw in some big ones there. So what do we have uh, to say about professional wrestling match of the year, Mike? Well, um, God, who's our previous winners? You know, sometimes, sometimes a match. I mean, it, 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 this this is one of this has to be, and I, I've just said this before about other awards. This is one <laughs> of the more subjective ones. It's all about did it spark <laughs> a little something with you? You know, Mike, whether it be uh, the graveyard match at WrestleMania 36, which sparked yeah, something yeah. completely different for you than I'm sure Cody and Dustin at Double or Nothing the year prior. Com- two completely different wrestling matches. But they all Absolutely. had the. But you know, to you, it was something special. Exactly, that's really what it is. What it makes you feel. Um, but I mean, I think for the most part, these are these matches are universally acclaimed that we're going to be talking about. Certainly universally acclaimed. Now, uh, for my professional wrestling match of the year, I'm going no further than All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, that's right. I'm narrowing it down <laughs> already to All Elite Wrestling, where. Um, 
Mike, you've heard of, you know, I'm sure you have uh, probably uh, professional wrestlers out there, and we've said it before, Sasha, like, uh, Sasha Bailey, you can watch him go at it all day. Mm-hmm. All day. I could watch I could watch a week straight of Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa matches, <laughs> and everyone is just going to be pop, 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 pop. Everyone's going to be a banger. I know that. And this year, at All Elite Wrestling's All Out, I had the exact same feeling because I can watch the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros go at it all day in this particular match. It was the Seal Cage match for the AEW World Championship. The Lucha Bros ended up with the big win. One of the biggest wins in their career in what was a 22-minute classic of just some of the best on, on the planet doing their thing. Um, yeah, 22 minutes of nonstop, just cage fury. jumping, flying, and, you know, flipping. <laughs> and, and two years prior, I mean, this is the second time these two teams have won a shooty for match of the year. We all remember the Escalada de la Muerte <laughs> at All Out. We all remember it. And uh, yeah. I, I can watch the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros wrestle for all, all time, for all time and ever. Uh, congratulations. Um, this was the professional wrestling match of the year. Yeah, it certainly was an all-time. I mean, some have said the best cage match ever. Certainly the best tag team cage match I can think of. Uh, Yeah, what a great match. Uh, But it was only the runner-up for me this year. Mm -hmm. I had one match that felt slightly better. Uh, Much different style. Same company. But uh, this match didn't even have a winner. Because I'm talking about the 60-minute draw between Hangman Adam Page, Brian Danielson... Just a master class in professional wrestling. Uh, you pretty much had it all. Each man pulling out the stops. Couldn't put it, couldn't put each other away in an hour. And, yeah, just great storytelling to set up that rematch, which was amazing in itself, but did not qualify for this year. So maybe we'll talk about that rematch next year. But <laughs> <laughs> for now, it's the 60 Minutes, uh, the classic. <sighs> Winter is coming. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Between between the all out match and honestly both of the time limit draws Brian Danielson matches I've been on the fence for a week now about it yeah that one at the Grand Slam too I was fuck like yeah I mean Brian very quickly added a whole stack of contenders for this award. immediately just, yeah, yeah 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 it was incredible. <laughs> Not even in counting his WWE run where he had some great. Not even that loud. Oh, yeah. oh, who knows? Who knows? Don't you? Things might come up. Who knows? Up who knows? Future. Yeah, we're not done. We're not done. We're not going to yeah, spoil the things. But um, once again, I do have to do an honorable mention mm-hmm. because Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the Lights Out match yes. was one of the best women's matches of all time. Amazing stuff. That visual that'll forever be on the intro of Dynamite. On the t-shirt. The the for, that will forever be on the t-shirt. Yeah, and, and then, by, as you mentioned earlier, and by the way, Mike, I don't know if you uh, if you go to shopaw.com, you can find a, a similar type of shirt, but with the bunnies bloody face dripping down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 they have no, they that's... have one already. They have like a very good, almost kind of like fisheye lens looking thing where like she's she's very like in the center of it, and yeah. the blood streaking. The, the the crazy thing with that photo, the blood is streaking down her face perfectly, as if like a makeup artist very carefully <laughs> put it like yeah oh it looks incredible yeah that was awesome for not her. in contention and though course, not in contention this year no but uh and the walter versus Ilya dragonov match we mentioned earlier, yes that was real 
real top contender as well. But I could go on, but those either way. Hangman, Brian, Bucks, Lucha Bros, you are our winners. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. That was a big one there. Let's jump over to the um the spot of the year. I mean, these are, we've seen some crazy death-defying stunts. We've seen ladder matches, cage matches, uh, blood and guts matches, fires, table. We've seen everything. I won't spoil it all. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff to choose from here. Uh, but I think the one that just made me go holy shit the most was when Hangman Adam Page hits the dead eye off the ladder through a table. Nearly killing Pack, just like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did yeah? This that takes some balls to do that move. So dead eye off the ladder, Hangman Page to Pack. That's my spot of the year. Yeah, that was great. That was in that was in one that was in the uh, I think championship contender match, right for Kenny Omega. Yeah, that may some. I think that was on a Dynamite episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was it. Mm -hmm. What an incredible move. What an incredible maneuver. I think that ended up, that's how he got the pin to punch his ticket to that championship yeah. match at uh, at Revolution. Yeah. Uh, full gear. Full gear. Sorry. Sorry. Full gear. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, you know, um, if one thing that, <clears throat> you know, AEW has been known for, but then probably also criticized for, is the overuse of some of those bigger spots. You know, like like Cody go Cody going through a fiery table on free television. Vince Vince <laughs> isn't just giving that one away for free. No. If we're and Cody taking the worst of it by and far. Cody by far <laughs> taking the worst of it. Um, but for me, Mike, um, I got to go back to a maneuver which occurred at all out 2021 in uh in 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 my match of the year winner my spot of the year was ray phoenix giving a top rope destroyer to nick jackson <laughs> it, not only like i had just said to my two favorite teams wrestling this incredible match and i gotta say if i were to pick an all-time favorite maneuver i think the destroyer is the one <laughs> I I'm impressed every single time I see it and to see it happen but from six feet up uh you land even harder when you're sick when you're already six feet above the ground imagine yeah. imagine doing a backflip six <laughs> feet in the air but then still having to land so you land on the top of your skull yeah, um takes a lot and and just like Mike, just like the Deadeye, both the uh, both the giver and the receiver are, I believe, are winners in 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 both in these categories. Pac's dedication yeah. to that Deadeye is just as important as Nick's dedication, or as Adam Hangman Page giving it. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations, congratulations, so, both those two. Yeah, players. big moments. Yeah, big moment. Uh, okay, Mike. So I'm gonna take a um, a uh, step away from a category uh, type of thing because we have uh, we got to recap our wrestlers of the week. Oh, okay, that's fun. Okay, you know, uh, every single week we present a new champion, except for one week in 2019 when somehow we blew past you giving <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, so we don't actually know if that's going to tip the scale. So, Mike, I'll kick off with me. I had 44 total wrestlers of the week. Um, a lot of one-timers. I had um, mm -hmm. coming in as a two-time wrestler of the week champion for me was Hangman Adam Page, Sting, 
Chris Jericho, Adam Cole, Darby Allen, and Charlotte Flair. I only had one three-time wrestler of the week, and uh, he was the um, they were the recipient of the award I gave to the most. Brian Danielson was a three-time wrestler of the week in my books. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now, Mike, um, shooting over to you. You had a total of 43, so you had one less wrestler of the week than I did. You uh, mm-hmm. you had um, a couple clear winners. You had some two-timers that you gave it to. Cameron Grimes, Big E, Britt Baker, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. But then I think, Mike, the wrestlers that you uh, loved above and beyond, you gave – you have a tie at four apiece. Um, so yeah, a four-time wrestler league champion from you, Mike, uh, was given to both Brian Danielson and Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. Pro, you know, reflected of, you know, the types of year that they had, you know, all in all. Brian Danielson, between the two of us, that's seven individual yeah. uh, awards there. Seven-time Wrestler of the Week. There's only 52 weeks in the year. That. And that's with, like, six months and off. And that's with almost. six months off. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, so congratulations to Brian Daniels, both Brian Danielson, uh, Bianca Belair, all the other champions um yeah we'll keep going we'll keep going but that's how these things like yes. these, that's how these things shake out no we appreciate you keeping those statistics for us always fun to look back on those year and reviews like we do the big players the big <laughs> players get the big moments and they get that big respect there you go uh but i'll give you uh but let's go let's get back to the shooty uh let's get back to shooties let's get back to um uh uh, actual awards here. We're going to give something up. Uh, we are looking for the Shooty Award for Best Backstage Personality. Um, now, backstage personality doesn't have to be exclusively like they're chained to the backstage area. They're allowed to <laughs> yeah. come in and out and about. They can talk in their ring. They can do whatever. But really, for me, Mike, this is who's backstage stories, development characters are really making a big making a big difference for me. Right. Yeah. Last year, it was last year for me was Shivoni. He's back there giving the interviews. He's he got kicked by the Young Bucks one time. You know, he's he's probably running around Daly's. He was running around Daly's place like it was no tomorrow. But I think my winner for backstage. <laughs> busy man. Pardon? No, sorry. I said he's a busy man. Oh, yes. Just that he's a busy man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if I think of who are the busiest people in professional wrestling, they're the ones who they don't just have to work raw. They have to work SmackDown also. That's why my best backstage personality of the year, well, I should say personalities. My winners are both Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville. Our 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 managers backstage, they're working both shows, they're booking matches, they're being pieces of shit. Sometimes they're good cop, bad cop. I love their relationship. And uh, they may they've 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 made a big difference this year, I think, in a lot of the backstage world. Uh, so co-champions, Adam Pierce, Sonia Deville. Yeah, that's fair. They can share. Uh, I went the other way and just did a repeat of last year. Gave it to good old Tony Schiavone once again. Just for being kind of the jack of all trades. He does it all. He commentates. He interviews. He uh, He's a busy man. Like we said, he's really a hard worker and he's still got that great voice he, yeah, to he, do it all. He's working. Uh, you know, he works all the shows. He does the AEW Unrestricted podcast with uh with uh aubrey edwards and their weekly guests you know he's all over the place yeah i don't know have you ever uh have you ever listened into that show that they do 
uh, here and there. I think I've heard some some stuff. Yeah, whenever. one one little funny bit about that. You know, if they're filming from home and just webcam. So uh, Tony Schiavone will just be in his office or whatever. And mm-hmm. he Tony is probably like 60, fit, you know, late 50s, early 60s. It's a total nerd spot. It's like Batman posters. It's like <laughs> little wrestling figurines. It kind of looks like... It does not look like the office space of a, uh, you know, of a of a lifelong wrestling comment. It, it looks kind of like a kid's room. <laughs> he, his room kind of looks like a kid's room. I mean, that, I mean that in the most endearing way possible. Yeah, you know, he, he likes what he likes. He likes what he likes. Afraid. Yeah. And we like what we like. So let's hand out our next award for the feud of the year. Mm. You know, these can take place over the course of several months or, you know, some some guys, they never fully can separate. You know, like Sami Zayn, Owens, they'll always have some sort of connection. But it's a blood feud. <laughs> it's a blood feud. Uh, but for me, the feud of the year, it was the big world title chase. Everyone wanted it. We all knew it was coming, but it was great. Great what we got there. Uh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the feud of the year for me. I mean... You know, from from the from its inception as their champions, the way it just sort of evolved, everything was was great. Yeah, from tag champions to the world title tournament thing to to yeah, battling it out multiple times. Uh, and you know what's I fun? Mean, we, like Kenny Omega and Adam Page never met up while Kenny was champion. He was champion for almost a full year. Their paths never crossed until was it was the time for their paths to cross. Mm-hmm. Remember we were saying it, I think we were saying it the other week when AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura had like seven matches in a row. Yeah. By that third, <laughs> you're like, there's he's definitely not winning. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many more of these we do, he's not going to win. And holding on the actual match between Adam Hangman Page, uh Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega for it to be the one where he goes over, that's a big moment too. Yeah. It was great, and then you, you know, on the outside, you had the elite, the Dark Order, and yeah, yeah, that big five-on-five match, and lots of twists and turns. But uh, at the end of the day, they did the right thing. They gave Hangman the, the big win. Uh, for um, for feud of the year, congratulations, Mike. Uh, for my feud of the year, I I, I was thinking in the vein. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the John Wick franchise. Are the are these films that you're familiar with? Uh, I know them. I don't, uh... You know they exist, but you've never seen I, them. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate... No, I've watched, like, one when I was, like, really drunk at, at someone's house, and I just... I just remembered it was, like, a two-hour fight scene. <laughs> well. well, exactly. You know, so the way that these films operate is that it's everybody against Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he like. has friends... He has friends in the world of John Wick, you know, but when it comes to the actual action... It's him versus everybody. One could say John Wick versus the world. And if I'm thinking <laughs> of one performer in professional wrestling who had the entire planet coming after them, my feud of the year, Mike, Kenny Omega versus the world. Everybody <laughs> wanted a piece of yeah. that man and all of his belts, whether it was whether it was uh, over an impact, and you're talking about uh, Moose, or what was the other guy, Rich Swan, or you're talking here in AEW, Christian Cage wanted both titles that Kenny Omega had. You think that's easy? Did you just every, every week have to defend a brand new title? 
Hell, Andrade wanted the AAA title. He even brought out Ric Flair to help him. <laughs> Kenny Omega yeah. faced every single opponent that came on, and he 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 fought like a champion should. Uh, so um, Kenny Omega versus the world. You are my feud of the year, uh, shooty. Kenny Omega winning uh, kind of unanimously. Yeah, double winner. Double winner. It's a double winner. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, it's on me now, right? Yeah. It is on me. Let's bring ourselves over to... Uh, ooh, um, uh, we're going to give out a shooty right now for the best celebrity appearance. Ooh. Uh, now, no, this, this can mean this can mean a hundred things. It could mean um, you're in an actual match like Pat McAfee was last year. You know, it could mean a, uh, you know, something coming you know, over you, to get over with the hometown crowd yeah, or something like that. It could like be that. a performance. We see musicians. We see special entrances. It can be anything, you know, right? You know, maybe it, that time Fozzie's guitarist showed up. Maybe you really loved that offer. That could have been a celebrity appearance, right? If you consider <laughs> Fozzie's, Fozzie to be celebrities. <laughs> yeah, oh, excuse me. Um, and that's exactly it, my, uh, Mike. So for this year's celebrity uh, appearance, I am going back to an episode of SmackDown Live in September, live, uh, live from New York. It wasn't Saturday night; it was Friday night. <laughs> uh, was yeah. SmackDown Live at Madison Square Gardens, and who comes out on Sami Zayn's side? But none other than Atlanta <laughs> Hawks point guard Trey Young, the very team who knocked the Knicks and player who knocked the Knicks out of the playoffs, uh, just the playoffs before, comes out to a chorus of boos. Of course, he gets involved with a little bit of. Uh, uh, fuzziness during the Sami Zayn match. He ends up getting kicked out. It was a fun moment to see the whole stadium <laughs> boo him and then cheer him. He wasn't overused. He wasn't brought out for no purpose. And he was wearing a he was wearing a fucking Knicks jersey just to rub it in even more. <laughs> uh, Trey Young, you might not have much hair left, but you certainly have a shooty. <laughs> There you go. For a second, when you said Sami Zayn, I thought you were going to go Logan Paul. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but uh, no, Trey Young, good stuff. Uh, he wasn't the only basketball. We had Shaq earlier in the year. Got got involved in a match. Yeah. With, uh, not not Jade his first Cargill Not his first professional wrestling match. Either. Not his first. Maybe not his last either. Not he not went last. through a table. Yeah. But that's not who I'm giving it to. Uh, I'm going to give it to someone that we actually saw in previous years, but uh, it wasn't until this year that I saw them and something just clicked. Beyond the world of professional wrestling, this impacted my personal life because uh, I discovered the magical music of Poppy. Um, yeah, she appeared on NXT. I looked up her discography and I just discovered there's way more than meets the eye. And now she's one of my favorite artists. And uh, I mean, that's something... That's just something great. And yeah, you 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 have the tickets. You're ready to go. Of course, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, the show got postponed due to COVID. But yeah, I got tickets. I got the album. You know, I am worried uh, though. I am worried that you know, due to the NXT 2.0 rebranding, and certainly, you know, if uh, if Triple H was the one who liked the heavy metal music, <laughs> I don't yeah. think I feel like hey. Bruce Prichard doesn't. I hope I I I I'm I'm, I'm I fear to say, but I feel like we might not see Poppy again. 
No, and that's okay with me because uh, I've already discovered her. She's already made her mark, so she never has to appear on wrestling again. Never has I've to do it again. That's great. Transcended into her world. So. <laughs> there you go. Had to give that in there. I, one of my biggest regrets was not giving her wrestler of the week earlier in the year. So uh, for the week, for the award. week that uh, she would have sung, uh, she would have <laughs> sung the thing. Yeah. And she dropped an album live on NXT. But anyways. Um, Let's do another big one here before we take our halfway break. Sure. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so let's give out the best tag team of the year. Um, you know, I mean, not every brand utilizes tag wrestling to its best abilities, but there's still some excellent teams on every single show, no matter which company you're with. Uh, but once again, it really came down to AEW for me, just by virtue of them booking their champions better and just every match you every week you're getting multiple tag matches uh so lots to choose from here but uh yeah damn it really just comes down to two or three teams and uh you're still thinking and you're still thinking <laughs> i know that's the thing <laughs> i have three names Shooty written down goes and I'm to deciding la la land <laughs> let's <laughs> i mean yeah let's uh, let's just give it to uh, the Lucha Brothers. I mean, give the tie to the Lucha Brothers just because they're goddamn, they're so damn good every single time. Like that cage match, match of the year for you and runner up for me. And every single time they go out there, they just kill it. Uh, they won the titles, lost the titles, both AAA and AEW. And uh, yeah. Just awesome. Lucha Brothers. Congratulations to Lucha Bros. Um, Mike, I'm sure you've heard. Yeah, nothing's broken. Yeah, dislocated elbow. Dislocated, very nasty, nasty fall. But uh, uh, Ray Phoenix put out his little statement already saying, you know, don't blame anybody. It's professional wrestling. This is part of the risk. Because I'm sure, I bet, I bet, you know, unfortunately, uh, Luchasaurus may have received some hate online. You know, the Reddit community and things like that. Yeah, stupid idiots. Uh, congratulations to Lucha Bros. They won that big title. Yeah, in my, uh, you know, it was such a, you know, big match for me, big match for everything. Um, Mike, my tag team of the year. Like you said, it's all about how you're booked. It's all about how you're booked and then you're allowed to be presented. Just being on television is a huge part of what I think about you and if I think you're good or you should be here. And uh, every single week, I was entertained, whether it was the new facial hair, the crazy clothes, or the $5,000 Dior Air Jordan <laughs> shoes. Uh, every week, the Young Bucks gave me something to be excited about. Tag Team of the Year, shooty winners. Uh, those Young Bucks held the titles for the most of the year. Also, yeah, they had a real good, real good title reign there. Very good, extremely good title reign. They came out every week. They were relevant. They were backstage. They kept hinting at CM Punk. And then you go outside and you're checking out Being the Elite, where they're still like, hey, this is still okay. Now this is our internet channel, so this is where we get to do this. And uh, they're always fun, always entertaining. Uh, some of the best minds in the business, I gotta say. The Young Bucks, you're uh, shooty champions. Yeah, well deserved can't go wrong no uh gotta give a shout out of course to jurassic express always having a good year yeah and i'll be fair even on wwe the usos was another great year and uh even rk bro fans love them so at least there's a couple teams that are going over 
Yeah. No, they're still going. It's still happening. Tag team tag team wrestling is not dead yet. Not yet. Okay. But uh, I think that's about our halfway point of the award. Should we take a quick break here? Yeah, that feels right. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more shooty action, including male wrestler of the year. We got female wrestler of the year and best abandoned storyline. So yeah, you're not gonna you're not fun you're not gonna want to miss any of this. Back here with part two of the shooties, the 2021 edition, uh, where we are giving out uh, all the all the year end awards from all that we've observed from the world of professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, got diligent note taking of such, right? Because a, uh, you, you know, an, um, you, you need it for the history books. You sort of need a lot of that information or else it's just out the window. <laughs> we need to yeah. remember that, you know, um, uh, who, who wins gimmicks, who's winning uh, uh, works, who's winning promos, you know, you can see if there's actually any improvement to some of these people, specifically in the rookie and the most improved type categories. Yeah, no, I mean, that's one of the things, the year-to-year -year growth that we see from some of these performers. That's exactly it. So let's, um, I'm going to give, a, I'm going to start off with another shooty award winner. We're going to give our shooties for the best finishing maneuver. Oh. Now, this is a big one. It's a big one. Um, finishing maneuvers, you see almost uh, every up, you see almost every match. Very rarely will you not see one happen, right? Uh, now you could be um, like Roman Reigns and have maybe one or two that will end a match. You could be a Brian Danielson type and have a, li a literal endless number of submissions and maneuvers that could uh, finish a match. But if I'm giving out my um, best finishing move, I'm looking to a man and a move that it happens once and it's done. A real <laughs> one and done, like the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, finishing move of the year, the one-winged angel, Kenny Omega. Uh, it's Isn't it called something? Like, it's like a, it'd be like a pump handle fucking flip around there's a there's <laughs> the probably an name for it yeah there's probably an excalibur type of you know non-trademarked yeah. name for it but we all know it when we see it not only when we see it we know the match is over we know you're not kicking out of that if you can escape the one-winged angel you uh, you might have a chance of winning but i don't know if that <laughs> thing will ever be kicked out of i think at, someone at this will. rate you know like why not just protect it i mean you could but I think I think at some point in AEW, someone will. Somebody will, and but, that person will then. That will be the that that and that moment will be a pop of the year candidate. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, I was looking on the women's side of things this year. That uh, came down to two different women for me. Uh, tough choice, but uh, you know this one. I mean, some moves you think. Uh, you know, you can't hit them on anyone because some guys are just too big. You can't pick them up. But uh, Bianca Belair proved she can hit it on anyone when she hit it on Dewdrop. The KOD, the kiss of death. Uh, I love the move. I love the versatility of it. Um, and it is, I'm, I'm sure somewhat, probably Sasha kicked out of it or something, but still a very protected move. 
And uh, yeah, looks way better than the attitude adjustment John Cena's. Because it's like an upside down <laughs> attitude adjustment, yeah. right? It's like, oh, I might land on my head and die on this move. But. <laughs> so hopefully she can flip me enough. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just the impressive. She can literally hit it on anyone, like I said, after doing it to do drop. So. Yeah, no, she really can. She really can. What a big maneuver for a performer who has used that move a lot. Yeah, uh, in mean, recent in recent times, yeah. Yeah, and I did mention my other my other women. I almost gave it to Chris Statlander for that Big Bang Theory. Oh, I okay. Move. I was thinking Lockjaw. Was uh, thinking yeah, Lockjaw is a great one, one as well. <laughs> but uh, nope, that was my best finisher, Bianca Belair. Congratulations, Bianca Belair uh, and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Okay, that brings us over to the most improved award. Um, I mean, really, anyone's in contention. This one's even looser restrictions than a rookie. Like, I mean, uh, if you think Tamina had her best year ever and improved than anyone else, hey. Hey, then that's who gets it. Then that's who gets it. Yeah, but uh, that's not who I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give it to someone who is always kind of toiling around, never quite found her gimmick. But then she went down to NXT and she blossomed, literally, because I'm talking about Mandy Rose, uh, the NXT Women's Champion, the leader of toxic attraction uh you know she's still not uh she's still got room to grow but she's really she's she's grown into her own she she can cut a decent promo now and uh i mean the pool lights are one thing to talk about but her <laughs> mic work <laughs> yeah somebody, still to, somebody used to tell her she needs to change the color of those goddamn lights i think that's what someone's gotta do <laughs> yeah but uh yeah no she's had a great year and uh, by association she's helped elevate Gigi dolan and jc jane into into tag titles, tag champions. So yeah, big moment. There you go. Congratulations to uh, congratulations to Mandy <coughs> Mandy Rose. So when I'm thinking most improved, Mike, uh, it's yeah. You ask somebody, hey, you know, someone's backstage, like, hey, can you do this? And then that that performer has the confidence. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. What do I have to do? So right, sometimes you got to do the job. Get over whatever it might be. We've been. We've, I feel like we've said that twelve times today. But to me, my <laughs> most improved is somebody who just kept getting put on TV, doing something a little different. Hey, can you uh, give a promo with these guys? Boom. Okay, can you come out and give a promo with these guys? Okay, boom. Can you come out? Okay, we need like a big, big brawl match. Can you give us that? Boom. Okay, can we? Okay, now we need a, a, a real. Now we need this. Can you do this performer for me? <laughs> is none other. Then Mr. Eddie Kingston, the Mad King, uh, who was my who was my rookie of the year last year. We had this kind of limited stuff of what Eddie Kingston can do, and it seems like every single week, I don't know if he's improving or he's just been this good all along, but every single week he's proving to me why he belongs here. Yeah, no, great stuff. Great stuff from Eddie Kingston. And, you know, kind of like Mandy Rose there, he's uh, kind of become a bit of a leader on his own. Not directly, but, you know, between Santana and Ortiz. And, yes. Uh, wasn't he hanging out with the Lucha Brothers earlier? Yeah, exactly. And then it was fucking the Death Triangle thing. He's just, he's all yeah, over the place, right. but he stands <laughs> for truth. And I think that. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one here. Uh, this was a new category this year. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you have to. Uh, sometimes you just got to look at some of the things that uh, is that's not the action in the ring. Sometimes you have to sit back and stand in awe of the shooty for best dressed. 
Uh, yeah. a, a new award this year. Now, again, this could kind of mean anything. Maybe your in-ring attire is always on fleek, as they say. Maybe, you know, you're you're coming down the ramp, your contract signing. Uh, maybe it's a particular outfit that you're wearing, but hey. Yeah, you know, guys like Grimes and Randy, big fan of the vests. Yes. Vests is a good look. Big vest guy, <laughs> you know, exactly. Um, but if I'm thinking... Um, if I'm th- if I'm thinking my shootie winner for the inaugural best dressed award, I'm no not looking further. Um, I'm not looking any further than Seth Rollins, who has had this incredible streak of wearing flashy uh, flashy suits of all colors, all sorts of patterns. That coupled with anytime a guy has long greasy hair, a beard, and does like the buttons up all the way to the neck and with a tie it's just a fucking look it is a fucking look and every single week yeah. he had something new in his arsenal that really put away that he, you know his big kind of like heel persona also right that was also yeah. very important no i mean i i gotta wonder what this guy's wardrobe budget is or I mean, he doesn't recycle a suit every single week. I mean, I wonder, thing. is <laughs> this a thing that Vince, you know, is like, okay, we're, yeah, you know, like WWE pays for the clothes, but they're just kind of like yeah. rentals or like they're not yours. Just wear it when you go out. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess. The, yeah, I have no idea what the deal is on there. No idea means. what the deal is. But every day, every week he's coming out looking fresher and fresher. Seth Rollins, you are the uh, best dressed shooty winner. Yeah, he was uh, one of my top contenders, uh, obviously, like everything we just said about him. Uh, same goes for his wife, Becky Lynch. She was out there, some great stuff every week, the coats, the glasses. Uh, I don't know, maybe they just go shopping together on a big spree. But uh, no, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm actually sticking with the in-ring gear stuff this year because... Uh, you know, I always thought they had a cool look, some great stuff, and then I found out that they create all of it themselves. They hand make it, design it. Bianca Belair, she's always got some like cool sequence stuff, some sparkly jewels, like reversible EST, the lips, everything itself. She's got a great look, and then she does it all herself, so even more impressive. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, Bianca Bell. Uh, the uh, yeah, the other side of it, the other side of it. When you're entering a tire, has got to be popping, cause you know that's what's going to be in the photo when you're holding the championship. You know, yeah. and the ref has and your mean, hand up, like you know, you gotta look good. You you gotta look great in that moment. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's move right along to the pay per view of the year. Um, I mean, even if shows, not every show is called the pay-per-view, but premium, we, we know what Premium we live experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Takeovers, live things, whatever you want to call them. We know what they are. Um, and I mean, there was a lot of great ones this year. Um, I mean, of course, pretty much every AEW one hits it out of the park. But even the WWE has some big events. Mm-hmm. You know, SummerSlam was huge, WrestleMania. Even Crown Jewel was better than average this year. Yeah, even <laughs> Crown Jewel was okay. Yeah. But, uh, no, for me, one pay-per-view just from top to bottom, not a single bad moment on it. Every match hit it out of the park. And then, like I said, one of the greatest endings to a pay-per-view ever. I'm talking about All Out 2021. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Adam Cole, that big debut at the end was just... I mean, even if that didn't happen, it would still be one of the best pay-per-views of the year. But, of course, 
that just made it a legendary all-timer for All Out. So that's my pay-per-view of the year. That's your pay-per-view of the mic, and uh, that's your pay-per-view of the year, Mike. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to tarry any further when it comes to uh, me, because for the uh, second time today, we are facing a unanimous shooty winner, All Out 20. 20- 21. We had Miro and Eddie Kingston right off the bat. John Moxley, Satoshi Kojima, Britt Baker yeah. retained. The Lucha Bros, of course. We had Ruby Soho debuting. Let's not forget the. Oh, uh, yeah, the, she was that. the uh, Joker <laughs> entrant in yeah. um, in that match. Uh, like you said, CM Punk, Darby, which the fans were just waiting for, and of course Kenny Omega defeating Christian Cage for that AEW World Championship. Uh, yeah, this is an all timer. I think after it, I think right after it, uh, it finished, everyone was looking at each other, you know, like, okay, this is one of, this is one of the best, <laughs> this is one of the best yeah. one. Yeah, no, that's really what it was. Yeah. So unanimous. Love seeing it. Love to see it. Let's move over ourselves to, um, oh, let's move ourselves over to the Shooty Award for best theme music. Oh yeah. Always a fun one. Uh, always a fun one um, because, well, one thing we've seen this year, which I think has added a new uh, element to things, is um, Tony Khan purchasing or, you know, you're using real kind of real recorded music, not just music that's made for someone's entrance, right? Orange Cassidy enters yeah. to that fucking Pixies. A Pixie song and yeah. um, who else? Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy has whatever that song is. Yeah, so that that was where it, it caused a bit of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It made a hard decision because I was like, hmm, I don't know if I want to pick those songs because do I just like them because I already like the songs or uh, do I go with an original song that's just created for a wrestler? You know, lots of choices. Lot- I mean, then there's something like Judas where it falls into both categories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of choices, lots of choices for it. Um, but uh, one thing I think a theme song needs to keep it needs to keep an essence of the character intact. You know, I mean, you you want you want to hear the song and you want to think about the person, whether it be uh, conveyed through the music itself. You know, dark and dreary. Or uh, yeah. the actual lyrical content itself. And if I'm thinking about one performer and I want to know what they're all about. And I know it's all about the boom, baby. The Adam Cole <laughs> AEW song uh, to me is perfect. It has the boom moment. He's a, He kind of named his, the finisher now. And this was a thing bringing over from NXT. And it sounds very much kind of like that Undisputed Era theme song. Uh, yeah. The whole thing was put together very, very well. Uh, and probably in a pretty short period of time. Adam Cole, you know it's all about the boom. Listen to it on Spotify because <laughs> uh, it's a shooty champion. Yeah, no, it's great stuff. A great a great kind of spin on that Undisputed Era with all the all the big moments, the booms, the Adam Cole babies. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Uh, but yeah, for me, I just went with a song that, you know, when the performers walking down to the ring or strolling and they're bobbing to the beat, everything's going along. Uh, this performer twirls her hair as she's skipping down, cause Bianca Belair, I'm on my own against the wall, boom, 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 and then the synth or the track hits in, and I don't know. I just think it suits her. It's a great song, Bianca Belair. Everything about her. She's got the swag when she heads to the ring, and she's got a good song to back her up. Bianca Belair. 
I'm I'm on my own. I guess that's what I guess that's what we're calling it. I don't know. I think that's what they say, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call we'll call it that for now. We'll call it that for now. <laughs> Both Bianca Belair, Adam Cole, you know. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, songs that are new to our ears. Yeah. But like I mean, I'll give a an honorable mention. Eddie Kingston. I really like his too with that like organ going on. Oh, know, oh. like, <laughs> yeah. Some weird stuff. Uh but yeah, it's always a fun category. Favorite theme music. Uh, let's hop over to the best gimmick of the year. This could really be anything. I mean, we saw some crazy shit with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, as always, and Lily. And, uh, yeah, don't know if we'll be seeing that win anything here. Uh, man, yeah, for me, it's just down between two guys. Two men here, different shows. Uh, I'll just give it to MJF because, you know, he's just, he's never out of character. He's just the biggest asshole you've ever seen on Twitter, in promo, backstage, anywhere you ever. I heard he's a great guy in real life, though, but just, <laughs> I mean, he everything. Heard, I heard he's a deer. <laughs> but, yeah, his whole, I'm better than you and you know it, he just lives it. He breathes it. Three-time diamond ring winner, future world champion. The next world champion, calling it right now. He's the man that's going to beat Hangman Adam Page. The next world champ. Well, hey, yeah, you just hear it. You just heard him say it, folks. Yeah, so MJF, best gimmick. Best gimmick. Congratulations. Um, Mike. Like you, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, we're not, we're probably not going to see Lily much anymore. Um, however, uh, talking doll, talking doll is a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Um, acting like a preschooler, that's a gimmick, but it mm-hmm. certainly wasn't my favorite gimmick of the year. No, Mike, I am looking at a performer who, uh, like you said, you always want them to be in character. You always want them to be serious. You don't want them to just be the role. You want them to live the role. Uh, so for that reason, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A unanimous, a now two consecutive year unanimous shooty winner for best gimmick, Mike. I'm rack- I was racking my brain. I'm like, I don't want to give it to this kid again. I don't want to give I it know. to this kid I, again. I, and I'm like, but then... <laughs> But I can we I I still gotta give it to him like I still I know I did the same thing I did the same thing you know uh, Cameron Grimes was the close runner up for his whole you know his gimmick his million dollar shit but at the end of the day MJF he really is better than everyone and he knows it so. and the ability for him to you know he's been in the spotlight now since AEW's inception and he can keep doing it. He can keep mm-hmm. being this same gimmick. Well, the, I mean, whenever MJF turn, uh, turns face, if he ever turns face, that's going to be a turn of the year. Because you know how, no matter how they're going to do it, oh, it's yeah. going to be fucking perfect. Legendary. It's going to be a legendary face turn <laughs> if it can ever happen. And yeah. I think it might. I think one someday. Day, one day. Even if it's seven years from now. It'll still happen <laughs> somehow. Someday. 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 One day. One day. All right. Um, was that mine or was that yours? No, I picked that. That one. was yours. Okay. We just were yeah. unanimous. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move it over. Uh, we're coming down to the end of our kind of uh, our end of our categories. Let's move over to another one of our inaugural um, inaugural awards. We're giving out the shooty for our favorite abandoned storyline. 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this th- one. Okay. Yeah, no, go this on. This is one of the harder on. ones. Okay. You know, so, hard to just kind of like rack my brain because it's been abandoned. So to remember certain things that have been Yeah. Abandoned. So now this was one, Mike, where for me uh, it became uh in in the uh, in the aftermath of uh, of raw underground, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself yeah. like, what thing did they want us to believe? And then totally, they're like, this isn't working. And now let's just not talk about it and hope it goes away. Because I don't forget these things. We know that I don't forget these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Mike, I would like to recall you back to, I guess it was, uh, what, what was this last year of WrestleMania? 36? Mm, I think something. Like yes. Well, I want to bring you back to WrestleMania 36 where we had a a hyped match uh, between two, well, incredibly over people. And not only that, well, um, was it? Yeah, was it 36? Yeah, this was 36. Okay, yeah. Sorry. I'm just, I just want to make I just want to make sure I get I just want to make sure I get my shit ready because either way um no, 37. Haha. Okay. See, that's why I'm fucked up. That's why I'm fucked that's up. Good. All right. <laughs> either way. Okay, so we got it. Okay, for now the we're back. Now we're there. back for the historians. Uh, no, just because I, I was just pulling up a page and I was like, wait, what? This doesn't fucking make any sense. Um, okay, so WrestleMania 37 brought us our second two-nighter <coughs> WrestleMania, which was a lot of fun. A lot of fans like myself was just sitting down for dinner, opening up that night two of WrestleMania, only to have the Fiend taking on Randy Orton. Huh? Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, hell yeah. What we ended up getting was a very disappointing five and a half minute thing where Alexa Bliss's hair bled and then. Yeah, black drip goo. Black liquid drip, dripping black out. Black drip goo and. Oh, oh God, this whole thing was a mess. But my favorite band storyline that came from all of this fiend bliss. Whatever you want. Fiend, Bliss, <laughs> fucking Randy, whatever you want to call it. My favorite band storyline was Randy's burned face. Uh, if you can recall, Randy Orton was set on fire. Was it Alexa, like, shot a fireball she at him? She was shooting, was it- like, mystic fireballs at him, and then he was around. Uh, so we get a big promo from Randy backstage. He's wearing his vest, uh, and he's got bandages all over his face. <laughs> and he's telling us about how he's never going to look the same. The doctor said there's permanent damage. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Randy's going to wear a fucking mask for the next year and a half <laughs> to really sell this. Uh, three weeks later, uh, the bandages came off. Nothing changed. Uh, now he has a goatee. Um, and to get as far away from this weird fiend bliss Randy thing as we possibly could, we immediately forgot uh, the physical bur- the uh, apparently uh, permanent disfigurement that Randy was said to have uh, gotten. He uh, the Rand man's doing fine, but Randy's burned face. You are my favorite abandoned storyline. All right. Yeah, <laughs> no, as soon as uh, we came up with this category, uh, I mean, that's, that's, it basically came down to which fiend storyline am I <laughs> uh, And uh, wouldn't you know it, a very similar one involved burning, uh, someone getting burnt, but we're talking about the fiend instead, because when he got burnt and he came back, 
And I remember for a very brief time, he was the burnt, crispy, charred crispy version of the fiend. fiend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that and was I was that. like, okay, let's go somewhere with this. And then they got rid of it like the very next time. Or like, I think it was WrestleMania. He showed up and then he like went through a teleporter and he was back to the regular fiend. And yeah, there was like a moment I kinda, where I think like he like shed his skin and kind of like was reborn yeah. or something. But I wanted the burnt fiend for a bit, you know, like when Jason gets fucked up and he just keeps going. And yeah, a burnt fiend. They, uh, yeah, I wanted a good match with the burnt fiend. I didn't get it. So another burn involving the fiend, but this one was on him. Well, I think the biggest, <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway here for us, Mike, is that the the whole fiend bliss Randy was kind of a unanimous. Hey, yeah. they want us to kind of forget about it. Yeah, and then Lily came into the picture and fucked it all up. <laughs> Okay, best abandoned storyline. Let's go to the uh, another new category, the best manager of the year. Because, I mean, behind every great wrestler, well, not everyone, but <laughs> <laughs> behind many, many great wrestlers is a great manager. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes they're your actual spouse, like, you know, like Maurice and... Uh, Maria Canellis. Things like that. Maria Canellis. Yeah, things like that. Sometimes it's just a good friend, a tag partner. Uh, but for the most part, it's more more, more of a heelish thing. And uh, for me, the manager of the year, this guy got involved in a lot of matches, did a lot of the talking, but he was great every time at being such a good, such a big shithead. I'm talking about Don Callis, manager of the year for the champion of the year, Kenny Omega. And a good Canadian kid to boot. <laughs> Another one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike, you're right. Uh, the manager's going to be a heel-type thing, unless you're Arn Anderson, and we don't know what you're supposed to be doing. You're just pointing finger yeah. guns at everybody yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's unique. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, I would still consider him a manager. He sits there. He has the playbook. He's, uh, you know, oh, absolutely. He's, he's walking absolutely. him through what he has to do. Um, but one thing one thing that we see from a Paul, ha uh, Paul Heyman, classic manager. He's going to talk a little slimy things. He's going to hold the belt for you because, you know, he knows he's going to cater to your every need as one of his clients. Um, however, I need to give the shooty to um, our now third, fourth unanimous shooty winners. Uh, I'm talking about Don Callis, good Canadian kid. It's what Don Callis did for the entire presentation of Kenny Omega, which really changed. You know, Paul Heyman could have all of those responsibilities in a backstage context, but you have Don Callis is doing commentary. He's sometimes shouldering just as much of the promo load in a, uh, you know, kind of maybe a backstage promo, a pre-taped and in the middle of the crowd. The, the two of them, just give the two of them the mics. They'll both be fine. Of course, he got involved in the most historic way leading to that Kenny Omega win last year. Uh, you're right, man. He's a fantastic manager. He's been one of the parts I have really missed since Kenny Omega has been out rehabbing that shoulder of his. Uh, you for I forgot how much of an integral part him and Don Callis really were. Yeah, a big part of the elite. Yeah. Or at least their dominance of the of, of all elite wrestling this year. Yeah. Uh, so let's keep moving. <laughs> Talking of dominance. Um, let's get ourselves over to, hey... Faction of the year. Mm. Now, faction needs to be a little bit more than just a straight-up tag team. When does a tag team become a faction? Hard to say. Are the New Day a faction? 
if you can give a good enough reason, then sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd allow it. <laughs> I don't. I'd allow it. I'd allow it. In my courtroom. <laughs> Thanks, uh. Judge. Thank your your honor. Your honor, if I may, uh, the Shooty Award winner for me this year, um, coming for in the best faction of the year category. I'm no looking no further than the elite. Um, what for me has sparked out for me with the elite this year is. They were this group coming into uh, All Elite Wrestling that, quite frankly, sold All Elite Wrestling. They are the elite of All Elite yeah. Wrestling. They're the reason why this happened. And it, I kind of didn't really think about it. Maybe it forgot whatever it was. But the elite weren't shit for two years in the company that they started themselves. Uh, yeah. They could have gone the easy way and pushed themselves immediately to get the eyes on the product. But they chose to go a different way. They chose to bring in, you know, the inner circle. They chose to bring in other performers, uh, you know, like John Moxley, having him do a run. Hey, let's bring in a guy, Eddie Kingston. Ever heard of him? The Butcher and the Blade, even. But this was truly, this was the Elite's year. This was them. They could have done it last year. They could have done it the year before. But they didn't. And 2021 was the year of the Elite. All of them. All of them. Yeah, even Michael, you know. even Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler, you're you're getting this one too, baby. Do you count the Good Brothers? Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, I guess I have to. <laughs> we have to. I guess I have to. We have to. They did, they did but... the too sweet hand thing, so I guess I have yeah. to. Okay, but uh, no, like you said, the Elite. They put the E in AEW. They truly did. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Elite, and uh, you know, you can also count the Super Elite. It's all the same thing, right? We lost the Good Brothers. We gained Adam Cole and Fish and Riley. So that's a big, way bigger. Yeah, the whole great anything that call well similar to the Bullet Club. <laughs> anybody who affiliate associate are you know branded under the Elite kind of thing, they they count. Yeah. So there you go, another unanimous pick. Wow, faction of the year. Uh, let's move on. Let's do a big one here. We're talking about. The best women's wrestler of the year. Um, stiff competition, you know, across every brand. Some great champions, some great challengers. Uh, you know, even NXT 2.0. It's got a good crop of young women going up there. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, this person literally did it all. They won the Royal Rumble, main evented WrestleMania, won the title, won Survivor Series, Soul Survivor, Bianca Belair. Uh, she just delivers all the time. One of the best wrestlers, one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, the most impressive athlete. She can do anything. Bianca Belair, baby. She's the best. Bianca Belair winning that Wrestler of the Week. Uh, sorry, wow. Female Wrestler of the, of the year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, yeah, you know, like you've said, um, it's the big moments, and that's what's going to—that's what's going to win you an award like this. The big moments, uh, a string of success, um, a string of great matches, things like that. That's what's going to win you this award. You, you know, you're really going to have to try hard. You got to be booked well. You got to be on our, on, you know, on TV all the time, in our thoughts, in our minds. I think for that reason, Bianca Belair. Uh, winning a now unanimous female wrestler of the year shooty winner. Um, like you said, yeah, 
you what? You start. You she kind of kicked off her year winning the Rumble and then beating Sasha Banks in the main event of WrestleMania. This wasn't just like anybody. This was like Sasha Banks main event mania. Like these yeah. are the types of moments that you know you if you're booked well and you fucking deliver. That's what and it's that was. Give you. you know, that was you know they were crying. Crowd was crying. Big emotional standing ovation to finish night one at WrestleMania. You know, Couldn't and ask for more. you know she ended up losing that championship in a weird decision to Becky Lynch. But I'm not holding that against her. No, I mean it looks uh, you know 2022 can be just as good a year for her. She she Andre right. Dewdrop in the same year that yeah. she uh, won at Mania. So like that's a fucking year right there. There you go. Exactly. So Bianca Belair, very well deserved. Uh, shout out to Britt Baker as well. Yes. Having a great year, great run. Yeah, hopefully, run you know, uh, maybe a maybe a that lights out match would have put her high up in the position. But who knows? We needed a few more. We needed a few more Britt Baker yeah, matches just a to couple, really couple exactly yeah. have like a full kind of picture of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, my turn. I'm up. Um. All right. Let's give our final new category. Um, new shooty this year. Of course, we're presenting the shooty for the best ring announcer. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the, you know, ring announcer, the one who comes up, they're letting us know what's going on, what the match is for, who, yeah, what's, at, the rules. what's at stake, who's in it. I mean, God bless anybody who has to be, any ring announcer for, for a Punjabi prison match. God bless them. Because <laughs> yeah. you know they're sitting there backstage trying to memorize all the dumb bullshit rules about that uh about whatever the hell that is but mike i gotta give a shooty this year to a ring announcer who well what he said actually came into play it was so much more than just saying the you know the 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 fighters in the match so much more than was saying what the match type is so much more than saying what's going on but letting us know that oh shit there's a there's a time limit coming up Wait, yeah. I'm in the middle of a match, I'm watching. I'm watching <laughs> art unfold in front of my mind, and I hear some motherfucker's voice telling me there's ten minutes left. What? That happened on two occasions for the All Elite Wrestling uh, ring announcer, the inaugural shooty winner, Justin Roberts. Uh, when what you're doing comes into play in a big way in two five star matches, you know you are just as much a part of this. As as Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, you, you Justin Roberts was as integral to that match because without Justin Roberts, they just would have kept going. They would have kept going. There would have been no. T- <laughs> there would have been no. No one to announce the time limit draw. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's a veteran. He's got a great voice, Justin Roberts. Oh, and a great voice. I, I, guess, I, I guess I should have said that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not only pleasant. is he, yeah. yeah, but he follows the rules. Exactly. He's done his point. So, yeah, Justin Roberts, good guy. He was my runner-up. But uh, I'm going to give it to someone new here in the business, or at least uh, new to us. And they got a great start going on over on NXT, Alicia Warrington. Uh, I just love the passion in her voice she gives it when she announced the War Games match. She really gives it her all. Just the, This is the War Games! <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got a great future. I think we'll see her on the main roster announcing stuff sooner than later. Alicia Warrington. Shout out to her. Yeah, who does the, uh, I guess, no, who was the one that was uh, f- let go? There was one. Um, 
I mean, Justin Roberts used to work for WWE. Yeah, I was thinking of somebody else, though. Anyways. Yeah, so. they've had a lot of come and go. Yeah. But, uh, no. There we go. Those are our two. Fantastic. Best ring announcers. Let's go to another fun one here. Well, they're all fun ones, but uh, I'm talking about the best hair. Um, because, you know, I think uh, most wrestlers have a lot of creative freedom with their hair. You know, we've seen all sorts of colors. The pink Eva Marie's, the Sasha Blue's, the Shotzi Green's, now, the Becky Oranges. Now, Sasha Blue, that is a color <laughs> that you can get at Home Depot, right? <laughs> there's a little swatch, uh, there's a little swatch for that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not all about color. Last year, you gave it to Cameron Grimes. Just a very well, I mean, full over hair, chest, beard, uh, head. He's got everything. Yeah, he has a lot of it. Uh, good thing it all. Good thing it didn't get shaved off in that uh, hair versus hair match. But I'll tell you what, though. Uh, when it comes to hair, there's one person that stands out. Not only for look, but for function and style. It gets implemented into the matches. This person's racking up the awards this year because Bianca oh. Belair, that hair, uh, literally one of the big moments of WrestleMania when she whips Sasha and you can instantly see like a five-inch gash. She's probably got a scar there for life. Uh, but that hair, I mean, it's it's so much a part of her that, uh, I mean, if she ever loses that, that's that's going to be game-changing. You heard the watch. Yeah, like Indiana just, Jones's whip or something, <laughs> and an instant welt just right on her ribs. Wow. Yeah, she's done it before, and she'll do it again. But she said her rule is: if you don't use my hair against me, I won't use it against you. That's so a fair rule. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's she fair. at least gives you an option, like, hey, just don't touch the hair, and I won't slap you with it. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Well, yeah. So I'm going to present to you my shooty for best. hair. Hair, of course, uh, you know, in the world of professional wrestling, we're gonna see, we're gonna pretty much see everyone's hair. You know, <laughs> if you got, if you got a uh, long hair on your head, we're gonna see it. You got a beard, we're gonna see it. You got chest hair, we're gonna see it. You're, you got hairy arms, hey, we're gonna see it. You know, you gotta, if you, do you choose to shave, you you're, know, what, what we, we're all, we're gonna see it all go down, right? So we, yeah, get, we if you're balding, we are gonna see the. The recession. Exactly. Of your well, Baron Corbin is <laughs> uneligible to win best hair uh, <laughs> unless he grows it back and then he wins the trying the participation award. Uh, no, uh, Mike, this year. So for me, this year, as my hair continues to grow long, I appreciate um, you know kind of the upkeep that needs to go with it with thick, curly hair. I can sort of see it, and just like, uh, you know, and just like they say, representation matters, you know, you see somebody in your kind of demographic in, uh, in television <laughs> or film, and you say to yourself, it is possible. That is me. So when I see someone with what I believe to be similar hair that I do, and I see them out there jumping around, kicking around, slapping around, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> if they can do it, then so can I. Um, and just for the way the just for the way the whole hair is packaged, I gotta give my studio winner best hair to the original bro Matt Riddle. <laughs> um, it's per yeah. I see Matt Riddle and I have very having very similar hair. He doesn't grease it up too much. I'm like, okay, that your hair looks thick. Like I can just picture. I I feel like him and I have very similar uh, head hair problems where it just keeps growing. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I sympathize I mean, with that. And if he can, if he can do a floating bro with that hair, then so can I. Yeah, um, I think, Matt uh, Riddle, you are my shooty winner, best hair. 
Yeah, I had back in my high school days, I had a yes. similar head of hair as a riddle. Even nice yeah. long, thick hair. <laughs> and you, you know, all you, you know, and so seeing somebody with your same struggle. Yeah, may have been for good. a second there. I thought you were going to go Sami Zayn. Oh, I mean, he has great <laughs> hair. Yeah, now that he's grown it out, you know, kind of got long hair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there you go. Always, uh, always keeping an eye on those hairdos for next year. I mean, anything. Like we said, anything can win. Style, function, color, length. It's anything. All of the, yeah, uh, that that yeah, that's <laughs> one uh, so far. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where to next? It's uh, it's it's your go. Is oh no no sorry, it is mine. Uh, so yeah. let's give um, let's give our next shooty award. We're gonna be presenting you the shooty for best television story. Uh, this is uh, <coughs> this is fun. You know, oftentimes there are some stories that play out on TV, and then uh, or most of the times, you no. Know, I mean, I guess I guess I should say literally all the time. The ma- uh, it plays out on TV, and then at the pay per view or the premium live event. Uh, we kind of get the culmination of that, right? But our week-to-week is figuring out what's going on. Sometimes they stand out. Sometimes this award does stand out. Who Killed Roman Reigns might still be one of my favorite storylines <laughs> in the last four years. What's in the cage? That was also, like, actually, some of these have really actually stood high in my in, uh, you know, in my brain for a long time. But this year, I had to look. Um, there, there were T-shirts made after it. Twitter name handles were changed to it, I'm sure, and a brand new nickname was formed. Uh, my best TV story, Shooty Award winner, goes to the belt collector, Kenny Omega. And him being this global champion for such a huge part of the year. Yeah. No, he uh he dominated everywhere he went. Yeah, and he was he he was on our dynamite every single week being this guy. He was bringing out all the belts or he'd have fucking Don Callis hold on to the ones that he didn't want to hold on to or whatever. Belt collector Kenny was a very like unique experience too. Kind of in just in the whole business of it all, right? Somebody hold, you know, you see that in the independent promotions or You'll see maybe somebody in IWGP bringing out, like, the Rev Pro Championship or something like this. Uh, but, you know, to see it on, you know, television, on the main stage, it was pretty special. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Kenny Omega just killing it at everything he did. This Amen. Year, yeah. Much. Um, yeah. This one was a little tough for me to do. I mean, yeah. It's- I don't know. Either way, it was an AEW. Uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. they just tell more, more coherent stories, long-term stories. Uh, and this was a very long-term one that finally paid off. I'm talking about Hangman Page's chase for the world title uh, involving Kenny Omega, of course. And yeah, you know, just fighting his way through the elite and teaming up with the Dark Order and everything that went along the way to him winning that world title. Yeah, teaming up, but never, never due to necessity. Yeah, just like friendly ally. Friendly ally. He didn't want their help. More often than not, he's like, I have to do this on my own. Yeah, but like, okay, and, but we got your back. And, if they, you need and it. they respected it. Johnny Hungy respected the hell out of that. Yeah, so. Hangman Page, the cowboy shit. The whole draw, I mean, you know, we saw every side of him. The depression, the highs, the lows. Yeah, we saw it all. He had a kid, for God's sake. <laughs> that too, yeah. So there you go. Your best TV stories. Uh, let's jump over to another one of the unsung heroes, an integral part of the show. Of course, we're talking about the referee of the year. Um, 
I mean, you know, sometimes a good referee doesn't get noticed at all. They just do their job. They don't get in the way. Um, and sometimes you got to go off the script. You know, unfortunately, there's injuries. And uh, what the ref does can make the difference in, you know, the performer's health. So uh, one ref, she she went above the call of duty a couple times this year. I'm talking about Aja Smith down at NXT. She's another one of those uh, up-and-comers. She's going to be a big name in the referee industry and uh you know she stopped the match between mercedes and i think another one was zia lee when they got hurt and looking out for the performers and uh she's good at our job you know she's a consistent the cadence on her counting is never out of sync <laughs> so aja smith you're my winner uh yeah the zia lee one i do recall that 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 big x coming up um yeah congratulations like you said unsung heroes of it all Aja Smith, uh, I believe, uh, married to Leon Ruff, but we're sa- we're saving that va- we're saving that for the uh, the matchmaker game t- trivia game uh, <laughs> that I'm setting up. There you go. Um, so this one for me, you you're right. The unsung heroes. I got to keep things safe. Of course, last year famously, I uh, had awarded to Eddie Arango, who called that. Remember there was that match <laughs> between like Kyrie Zane and Oscar, and then like or no, it's like Oscar. It was Oscar and someone. And then like something happened, and he called the DQ, and you're everyone's looking around yeah. like, "What?" That's- he made an executive decision. He made an executive just- decision or something. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, but I, I, I'll be honest. I'm going to give out an award uh, without any specific context. Okay, here's the context. I have my uh, con. I constant. I have a constant list of shooty stuff where I'll type in candidates um throughout the year that way i can kind of review and be like okay what do i think and when i got to the best wrestler or sorry best um a, a, a ref category i had this name in all bold all caps underlined italic with exclamation marks in front <laughs> and behind it but i didn't write why <laughs> <laughs> so I have this guy and I, I've been tr- all week I've been trying to like go back and I'm, I'm going through like old YouTube clips like what the fuck did this guy per, uh, guy do to make me want to give him this award <laughs> so definitively I haven't gotten there yet but because I wrote it down and at the time I thought it was a great idea Jason Ayers He's a ref down there at NXT. He also does some. He also produces the show as a backstage um, producer. Also, I have no uh, Mike. I, I'm gonna let you know as soon as I find it. I'm looking though. Uh, Wait, tell me his name again. Jason Ayers. A Y E R S. He just kind of looks like them all. He's white guy, short hair. Um, he he <laughs> yeah. he he did something this year for me to want to put him over so hard. Um, so I will find that out <laughs> and get back to you because I gave him a wrestler of the week. So wow. I need to find, I need to <laughs> find, need I need to... to find the episode that I did wrestler of the week <laughs> and I will get back to you next episode, next show. I promise. Uh, I got to do a little bit of math, you know, we, we have all these shows. I have it like what week it would have been. And I always got to find that episode. Jason Ayers, yeah, you're the winner, man. To... We need to know. The listeners need to know. The listeners need to know. Uh, hopefully by next show, I'll be able to let you know. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're coming down. We have two more here on the list by my count, Mike. And pretty mm-hmm. sure by your count also. also. So we're, we're going to end with the big one. So uh, before we get to there, let's give our shooty for the most over. Um, again, what is over? 
<laughs> who the hell knows what over is? Is it when the fans like you? Is it when the fans hate you? I mean, hell, Roman Reigns won a most over shooty last year for being the tribal chief. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean then? But um, this is a performer who has been over for a long time. And and when I say a long time, I don't mean a few months, a few years. I mean, like, this guy's been over for a decade. And it doesn't matter where he wrestles. It doesn't matter what arena he wrestles in. He doesn't matter what arena, um, what performer he's going up against. It doesn't matter which submission move he finishes off with. Hell, it doesn't even matter what his fucking name is. Uh, <laughs> because Brian Danielson is the most over person wherever he walks into. Whether he's walking into fucking Tampa Bay Stadium for WrestleMania, or whether he's wa- walking into a, a 6,000-seater in North Carolina, it really doesn't matter. You can't go You can't go to one fucking wrestling show with this guy not being over. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm going to just have to agree. Brian Danielson, heel or face, he can do it all. He can get the crowd doing whatever he wants. And uh, he's just the best. Brian Danielson. Most over. Yeah, most over. Most over. But yeah, actually, I had him. Uh, I had him. He was my runner up for a face turn or turn. Just kind of like him to him kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he, he was my uh, he was on a list uh, that I had had, uh, which is funny because he had won that award already. Um, <laughs> in previous years, uh, so Mike, yeah. why don't you give us uh, why don't you give us our headlining award? Yeah, let's bring it on home. We got the best male wrestler. Um, I mean, we've already mentioned some names throughout the show. Big year, a lot of great wrestling performances, but one guy just stood out above everyone else. Even with taking half the year off, we're talking about Brian Danielson. Um, just everything he did, literally everything he did was fantastic. Not a single bad match, a bad moment uh, on the mic, in the ring. He does it all. Brian Danielson. Wow. You know, one thing, to, one thing to what you were saying, Mike, right there. I mean, you had mentioned the time off. You know, you change change your name. You're, and, you know, and you're, you, you can still be the guy who everyone... Wants to watch. Remember that string? It was a string of IC title matches he had there towards the end. He did main event that second day of Mania. And then he came back like the next week and put on another like four. He had a couple, I think, four and a half, four and three quarter star matches yeah. in WWE before like that little bit of time. And uh, he did all of this. I think he was he the he was the IC title champ for like a, a, a blink last year or this year, right? Or in 2021? Yeah, I think last year. It was like a quick like one, fought, somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah, he fought Drew Gulak and had a good match. Right, things like that. But it is incredible with taking all that time off where, you know, you have a lot of performers who have the whole year on. You know, we're talking about yeah. our tribal chief. We're talking about our belt collector. But if I'm thinking who is the who was the best male performer of the year, then I am looking no further than Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, uh, he just he had the fucking year to remember. He had it. He had one of the best. He's he, without winning a single major title, he has to have had one of the best professional wrestling <laughs> years, like a straight up calendar. 
yeah, I mean, just match back to back to back of just great matches and no signs of slowing down at all. Um, I mean, I'm sure sooner or later he's going to be holding some sort of title in an uh, AEW there. So he has to eventually. He has to eventually. Um, but yeah, even with all even with all that time off, it's incredible that he's still able to do what he can. Yeah, he's the best, baby. And that was our final award for the 2021 shooties, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I always do. Uh, and congratulations to all the performers. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, I think Bianca Belair, she cleaned up the most for me this year. Bianca Belair won a uh, lot of things. I'll get the, uh, maybe I'll get the kind of full breakdown. It looks like Adam Hangman, <laughs> Hangman Adam Page won a lot. Kenny Omega won a lot. Uh, yeah, we'll, Brian. Yeah, we'll get the full, or Brian Danielson. We'll get the full yeah. breakdown. Uh, we'll get the full breakdown of it all uh for next week's episode of the show thanks for listening rate view like subscribe the show is everywhere god i already can't wait for next year's shooty awards i already cannot uh, wait it's, i mean it's the, it's the, <laughs> we've already had some crazy <laughs> matches the first it's, week. It, it's the promise of you know I, I look back at the year of 2021 and i look back at all these incredible moments and i think to myself god damn it all of these incredible moments there will be more of them there will be more moments for me to say holy shit there will Absolutely. be more, you know, the, the 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 prospect of new rookies, the prospect of a face turn, a work. Ah, oh, I can't wait for the next big work. <laughs> That's uh, the wrestling world never sleeps. No off season, just like us. Just so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next year, and we'll see you next week for more Shoot Brothers podcast. As always, thanks for listening, folks. Take care of yourself. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>